are listening to the only fucking podcast recorded on a toilet while inebriated while attempting to relay the news. That means this is the Drunk News Podcast. Hey everybody, how you doing? Hope you're doing okay. It is a fucking shit show (laughs) out there. Um, Today, we're talking about a uh, smart toilet and um, a serial killer in Seattle and some a local story for me about a woman set on fire um, um, just a heads up after this I'm gonna I'm gonna do my regular news but afterwards I'm gonna do a break and I'm gonna go into a what I call a drunken rant um, I recorded one for the first episode but I didn't upload it because I, I wasn't too happy with how it turned out but I just I've got these things swirling around in my head and it just if you don't like it you don't like it but it's therapeutic for me (laughs) so we'll see how it turns out but yeah this man things are just I'm trying to say unbiased in the general news just entertainingly relayed the information to you it is if the, if I if I'm able to do that so this afterwards is for me to kind of spill my thoughts and my heart into whatever I'm thinking with without corrupting this because you know you look at CNN MSNBC Fox Breitbart the vast majority of news sites now are biased and they don't really hide it yet people seem to just ignore it like oh I'll only get my news from these two sources that are within that bubble say Fox News and Breitbart or MSNBC and CNN very similar stories and it See, I'm kind of getting into it already. <laughs> but this will give me a way to vent my frustrations without it leaking into this because I don't want it. I don't want my thoughts to corrupt the main show. So if you just want to listen to that and leave. You're not going to miss out on anything other than me getting angry. (laughs) So, if you want to stick around, you're more than welcome. Anyway. Alright, so this next story is local for me. It's about 30 minutes from where I live. It's in Madison, Wisconsin. A biracial woman was set on fire while in her car at a stoplight. Okay, it is... Um... I'm getting this from NBC. It says the Madison Police Department launched a hate crime investigation after an 18-year-old reported being doused with lighter fluid and set alight while driving downtown Wednesday. The teen, Althea Bernstein, wants her attackers to know they hurt her 
but she hopes they will improve themselves. So that's good on her. Uh, Bernstein told ABC's Good Morning America that she's hopeful her her attackers realize that she will be traumatized, but she hopes they will choose her prudence. So this is literally what I, fucking people writing. I swear. I research this shit when I'm sober, but I reread it when I'm drunk. And when people just repeat, you don't need to repeat the same fucking thing you just said. <laughs> You're making me sound stupid. <laughs> okay. When Bernstein was... When Bernstein looked over, she says she saw four white men. One of them used a spray bottle to shoot liquid onto her face and neck. Someone then allegedly threw a flaming lighter at her, setting her blaze. I'm pretty sure we're past alleged. I mean, how else did she catch on fire? <laughs> like, we know she was sprayed like a cat with lighter fluid. But someone allegedly <laughs> threw a lighter at her. I'm pretty sure we can move past it. She was on fire. Let's, come on. We can knock some of this shit out. Bernstein told police she drove off, batting down the flames as she went. After getting home, her mother reportedly encouraged her to go to the hospital where she was treated for burns. Um, she will not require... Oh, she will require um, treatment for the injuries. So she's alive and everything, which is which is good. Um, though obviously this is um, one of the things is that um, again allegedly they said the N word toward her when they threw the lighter. Um, so Madison police are looking into it. Um, they are. Looking into the possibility of a hate crime, which a lot of people are like, the possibility, of course, it's a, you know, it's police. They gotta kind of be open-ended with it. That way, if it turns out that the investigation turns out to not be what they think it is, and then they're like, oh, well, it's not what we think it is, so get off the case. So they, they, they kind of have to be open-ended with it, so just calm down with that, but. Luckily, this chick is okay, but this is just, this is just another one of those things where just, it's part of this racial tension nowadays, and I really plan on digging deep into this later, um, after this. I, I don't want to get into it now, because I, once I do, you're not going to be able to shut me up, but it's... Hopefully they catch these four guys because that's, that's just horrible. I mean, to just be sitting in a car like that and just get lit on fire, like, come on, just, just come on. Okay, now, in Seattle, this next story is set in Seattle, and if you don't know, Seattle's going through a lot in terms of, you know, COVID and protesting and things like that, and it turns out there is now a serial killer on the loose. Um, 
it's 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 uh, pretty freaking grisly. So basically, these remains have been being found in bags and suitcases around the area. Okay, and um. These TikTok people are streaming and they're on this beach and they find a black suitcase and you know they're you know they're kids. They're excited, like, oh maybe it's money. And they open it and um well they, they well they can tell it stinks and the smell is overwhelming and in this suitcase were these several bags of human remains. I'm not going to get too much uh, more graphic than that, but it <laughs> that's not good either. Um, so this is they're not sure if these are multiple people. They're not sure if. <laughs> there's a lot of unsurety but it's something to keep your eye on and I'm, I'm going to keep my eye on it too as you know things um, this is on video so you can you can see it um, it's not graphic it doesn't show blood or anything but it shows the bags where they open it and they're talking about the smell um, so I don't know where to end that because that's just fucking that's some Dexter shit you know where he chops up that's horrible on a lighter mood <laughs> um, there is a new thing coming to town okay it's called a smart toilet uh, Stanford scientists want you to boldly go where no one has gone before. Specifically, that would be into a camera-laden toilet that scans and recognizes your anal print. <laughs> this is from um, Mashable.com. So, they're making this smart toilet. <laughs> okay. They're making this smart toilet, and this, this toilet has cameras inside of the toilet okay that analyze the urine and the poo and they check the consistency and they upload it into this Wi-Fi database and it you know it checks your health and if there's something say there's blood in your stool you know it can advise you to alert your doctor or things like that so in that way it's helpful okay you know <laughs> I don't know if there has ever been a more obviously hackable thing <laughs> ever invented. I mean, if there was ever anything that was meant to be hacked, it would be this. Because, my God, if here's one thing I don't want getting on the internet it's, you know, months and months of my poos. <laughs> I mean, my God, that's got to be 
so fucking uncomfortable. Now, I get it medically, doctor-wise, it makes sense for them to do this, but my... <laughs> okay, so this thing is called the Precision Health Toilet. It's equipped with four cameras, the stool camera, the anus camera, and two underflow cameras. Combined, they allow the toilet to analyze users' urine and, and stool according to the Bristol stool form scale using deep learning. Um, notably, the toilet uses a form of two-factor authentication to ensure it associates the right poop with the right person. So in other words, say, there is multiple people living in your house. You know, you, your wife, your kids. Your toilet will recognize them by like the butt print. Well, it's like, oh, you know, this is Janice. This is Janice's butt. So we'll catalog this with Janice's stuff. And this is Todd's. <laughs> so we'll catalog butt prints. Um, apparently, they say that butt prints are as unique. As fingerprints, I, I, maybe they mean like buttholes. I, <laughs> this is just. <laughs> what the? <laughs> I, 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 I don't. There is just so much wrong with this. So obviously, you know, online security is a must with this, but this is obviously going to be expensive. Okay. There's a quote from them about their security. We unconditionally ensure the security of all photos and private information of our users are enforced through end-to-end -end encrypted data transmission, wrote Dr. Park. We have employed a template matching algorithm to determine the region of interest, anus, in parentheses, um, which once fully developed and validated will be autonomous with without any human interaction. So, let me... Does this mean if you're a dude and you're standing, you know, you're not sitting, you're standing, is it going to recognize your, um, your uh, happy place, your, uh, <laughs> your uh, twilight zone, your uh, wienermobile? <laughs> like, my... <sighs> I'm struggling to not get too graphic in this story. I mean, as graphic as it is already. Come on. Just. Come on. At some point, you gotta. Just. This is a bad idea. I mean, if you're gonna do this, put it in hospitals. Okay? Like, don't. Like make it purchasable by the general public you know put it in a hospital where you have IT people working you know day in day out monitoring the security 
and the firewalls and the hackety stuff and they're tapping the things and they're drinking a cappuccino and they got a turtleneck with a pipe that blows bubbles out of it and they're like there is a uh, we have a a firewall break in the mainframe do 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 or whatever hacking people do I don't know or let me I don't know when you watch <laughs> when you watch movies like National Treasure they make the hacking look so easy and you know it's just <laughs> It's one of those jobs I always wanted to do, but it's just not logical. Um, <laughs> so that does it for this week's stories. If you enjoyed what you heard, and I would be surprised if you did, um, leave a review, rate, whatever you want to do, or don't. It's fine. Um, we're going to take a break. When I come back, I'm going to get in fucking rant mode. Okay. All right. I I gotta be honest. I I don't know where to begin. <laughs> um. To say things. Are what's the word stressed at the moment is an understatement, and um, I'm not gonna pretend like I know the answers, but I've had a lot of time to think about it, and I'm a bit of a history nerd, and my particular so I guess to start this out. I should probably let you know a little bit about my political leanings. Um, I hate everybody. <laughs> um, I consider myself to be an independent. Um, I support kind of the original interpretation of the Constitution. And by that, I mean, like, all men created equal, which obviously also means women. So, you know, privacy, freedom of speech, right to protest, that kind of stuff. I'm, or I go is, I think people should have freedoms, okay? Now, you may, that's not as simple as it sounds because you got a lot of people that are very pro Second Amendment, okay? That are, you know, the freedom of the right to own guns, which again, fantastic but at the same time they're pro-life or anti-choice or anti-transgender rights or anti-gay rights you get what I'm saying so uh, when people say they're like for freedom freedom you know uh, a lot of the times they only mean the freedom that directly relates to them and if it's pe people's other freedoms they're not so willing to budge me I think freedom for everybody and a lot of the big arguments for like gay marriage is people like 
Well, if you start letting the gay people get married, when's it gonna stop? Are they gonna marry the animals and they're gonna fuck bumblebees? It's like, no. You gotta use some logic. If you're an adult that can consent, man, woman, whatever, you're an adult. You should be able to love who the fuck you want. It, 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 again, people have the right to the freedom of happiness, and I mean that literally. Like, for example, another thing that kind of paints me, like transgender rights. I've known some transgender people. I've been, um, I wouldn't say close friends, but I've been acquaintances with them. I've talked to them. I've been friendly with them. I trained um, a J1 student who is in the process of getting a sex change. And this is the first person I met. Um, I'm going to leave out their name because th these people can be sensitive because they get harassed a lot. Um, so this, this person was, was formerly a man becoming a woman. And again, she had the mannerisms down and the talking and you know when people get frustrated with say um, homosexual people and they're like why do they talk so fruity and things like that that's how I was I was young I was ignorant this is the first person I met and they're like this person's walking around in really tight leather pants you know carrying around a purse you know wearing makeup but they're obviously a man, okay? But again, to this person, they present themselves as a woman. Again, at the time, it made me uncomfortable. I'm going to be honest. But at a certain point, who gives a fuck? Like, <laughs> if... The things... My values and what I do in my life does not affect everyone else on the planet. Okay, this person, I haven't seen this person in years, so I would be fucking, I would be ridiculous to impose my will on them and what I expect. Like, oh, you make me uncomfortable, so you can't be happy. Fuck off. Okay, I get it. You're uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable, okay? It's not something I'm used to, but to get over... Things that make you uncomfortable, things like fear, things that involve like racism or things like that. The way you overcome them is through being around them. How many racist people do you think know black people? How many like neo-Nazis do you think hang out with Jewish people? They probably know barely any. It's all misunderstandings. And if I were to be honest, if I was dating someone and I found out they were formerly a different sex, I think that would be a turnoff for me personally. Now, just because I don't want to have sex with them does not mean they don't deserve to be happy. That does not mean they don't deserve 
health care. That does not mean they don't deserve to get married or find their own happiness. What the fuck does my sex drive have to do with their happiness? Absolutely fucking nothing. So, when I say I'm like for freedoms, I'm, I'm, I'm talking like literal, like, again, not, oh, I want to fuck my horse. Use some common sense. If you're against gay marriage and your defense is they're going to marry the animals, you're just picking at straws here. You're just trying to find anything. It's not a big deal. Again, if your defense of, I don't want the gays to get married because, you know, they're going to go to hell, let them. It's not like when you get up to the pearly gates, God is going to, you know, wag his finger at you. Tsk, tsk, tsk. Now, Todd, you're a very, you know, uh, you are great at monogamy. You're a great stand-up pal, you know, baseball hat, you know, tribal tattoo, whatever. You know, great job. But you're going to hell because um, that couple, you know, three blocks down was gay. And you did not um, actively wear a baseball glove and stick it between. So because of that, you're going to hell. Come on. If your big issue is they're going to go to hell, let them. Let... <laughs> it's... And freedom of religion as well. I mean, so when I say freedoms, I mean literal. Um, you know, people I like, people I don't like. I'm, I'm not a fan of Trump. I'm, I'm just going to say it right up front. Um, he's not as bad as people say he is. Um, what I mean by that is... CNN and the MSNBC and the like if Trump were to do something good I don't believe they would tell me in fact I know they wouldn't for example when Trump in that putting kids in cages story came out okay big news racist overtones obviously the thing that they were conveniently leaving out is that Obama did the same thing. Okay, it's not so much a presidential thing, it's a border control policy thing. Now, Trump can be blamed for allowing it, as well as Obama. Now, I think if you're going to be... The way I look at it is... I hate to criticize everybody a lot and I think if you don't criticize someone just because you voted for them I think you're doing a half-assed job there are a lot of things now just because I think CNN and them are in are anti-Trump does not mean Trump is a good president because my god 
he is abysmal. I was not a fan of Obama either. With, especially with the things he did in the Middle East, um, bombing children's hospitals and whatnot. I mean, he wasn't personally doing it, but again, his policies, you know, very heavy on drones. Um, sorry, this is impromptu. <laughs> I'm, this isn't planned out. It's just rolling off the top of my head. Well. The big obstacle with this, with the idea of this format and any kind, I debate a lot of people online um, to the point where it stresses me out. And it, it, a large problem with America today, and again, I'm not saying I, I'm like a doctor of Americanology or anything, but the people, we all are living in different fucking realities, okay? Like, even base, basic shit, like, look at COVID-19, for example. It's something we can observe, we have observed, we have proof of, we have people dying, we can... It's there. And yet we have a portion of the population not only saying it's not real. <laughs> it's just flat out not caring. It's shit like that that's just... And then you get into the conspiracies. and It's just... Every little thing that happens, it's argued about. No one can agree on anything at all because it's these bubbles yeah if you watch Fox News Breitbart Infowars and you think they're not biased you need to wake up if you watch CNN and MSNBC and you think they're not biased you also need to wake up so that leaves the question well where the f who the fuck can you trust and that's just it, it, it it's hard to say because there are very few people doing very unbiased news. Um, I watch uh, Democracy Now! on YouTube. They, they, I mean, they're democratic-leaning, but kind of like this. They do the interviews and their thoughts about things later. They just do the headlines, you know, 15 minutes at a time, and it's, it's world news, and they just say what happened. You know, that's a very good example. Um, local papers can be good because they clearly separate the opinions from the news. Um, but again, it, it's, it's complicated because the bubble feels comfy. Okay? And nowadays, everyone's so interconnected in ways they weren't before. And you can... All these people that didn't have people that could relate to them before now do. These people that have the same thoughts. All of a sudden, there's a big group of them on like Reddit. You can go on Reddit like, oh wow, there's like a, like, I am a maladaptive daydreamer, which means I um, 
kind of chronically daydream and oftentimes I listen to music while I do it so like say I'll walk down the street plug my earbuds and I'll just daydream and they get really in depth okay I grew up thinking I was fucking weird as balls for this and I look up online and I find there's actually a fucking community of people like that and it's amazing you know to feel you know accepted and welcome and not alone so I get it Okay, but if you want to stay in your bubble and vote your leanings and people that think your way, that's fine, but you are not going to be challenged. And I think you need to be able to criticize these people. Like Trump's impeachment. For example, if you're a Trump supporter, my God, like, how can you, like, defend what happened with that? Now, for people that don't know, the impeachment's happening, there's all these ties to blackmailing and abuse of power and things like that and you've got all these people wanting to testify live on TV about it and Trump basically threatened them which is against the law you're not supposed to threaten antagonize you know the testimony um but he did and you got Mitch McConnell and the Republican leaders and they shut it out they basically shut down the vote, didn't allow these people to testify. So the impeachment just went away. They're like, oh, he's innocent. Uh, we don't need to hear what these people have to say. We're just going to assume they're lying. Now, I think this is a monumental mistake because when... Our society is literally split in different realities. You know, fake news and whatnot. And Trump is screaming that this is a witch hunt and he's being framed, you know, he's being treated worse than anyone on earth. If you're innocent, like Trump claims he was, why wouldn't you want to plead your case? Why wouldn't you want it in the air? Why wouldn't you want it in the open? Why wouldn't you want to disprove it and move on? But instead, you silence them. You threaten them. You fire the people looking into you. You tell me anyone else on the fucking planet does that. And you don't think it's fishy at all. Are you all the smoke around that fire and you don't get even a little bit suspicious? I mean, come on. If you can say, matter of fact, well, I wouldn't care if Clinton did it or Obama did it or Pee Wee Herman did it or whoever did it, then you, I don't think you should be voting. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I, I don't think you should. 
as if <laughs> that is clear abuse of power. And if you're okay with that, what the hell? It, it, that's not good. I think a problem with it is because a lot of we were so afraid to impeach you before that there was no real precedent for what to do so Trump could just I mean he was just flat out saying well I'll pardon myself it's like seriously <laughs> and you could say it because no one's ever done it no one's made that point before it doesn't say expressly you can't do it it's just an obvious abuse of power that's like being accused of rape being found guilty and then saying, well, I pardoned myself. I'm, I'm, I'm free to go now. It's like, well, okay. Nothing fishy about that at all. Come on. Get fucking real. And what was the other defense? This impeachment is political. The whole thing is just a political witch hunt. Of course it's fucking political. It's a fucking impeachment it's not gonna happen at a Dairy Queen what the fuck do you expect <laughs> it's a trial that happens within the government of course it's political that's the checks and balances that's who keeps these people accountable so to the people that say this impeachment is political what the fuck are you expecting the Bill Clinton impeachment wasn't political the Richard Nixon impeachment wasn't political fucking come on the setting is political the who what when and where is political That is the worst excuse to discount an investigation I've ever heard in my fucking life. I'm so fed up. I mean, I was kind of excited to see it. I'm like, okay. Everyone's talking all this shit. Everyone's, saying, everyone's pointing the finger at the other. We'll finally get to air the dirty laundry in the open. And it didn't fucking happen. They avoided it. They went out of their way to shut it down. I don't know. And then you have people thinking like, I don't want oversight on the president. Like people just need to leave him alone and just let him do his job. You don't realize the president of the United States is literally the most powerful person in the history of the planet. The fucker can destroy our earth multiple times over at the push of a button. If there's anyone I want aggressive oversight on, it's that. <laughs> no matter who it is. I don't care if it's Mother Teresa. I want someone fucking over their fucking shoulder 
fucking breathing down their goddamn neck. Because that is literally the world in their hands. And you want them to be left alone, especially when they have the temperament of this dude. Where is your will to live? Where is the ambition for your children to have lives and their grandchildren? I cannot fathom how people are so willing just to throw away humanity just over politics. These are people we elect. Okay? They are not our parents. They're not our fans. They're not... These are our employees. We are the ones that put them in power. We're the ones that take them out of power. If we're not willing to take them out of power, they can do whatever they want. I'm not a fan of Trump. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a fan of, of Biden either at, at all. Um, and it's, it, it's funny when I, I, when I say I, I don't like Trump, they're like, well, Biden's a pedophile. It's like, you realize Trump has been accused in, in court of being a pedophile. <laughs> they're both fucking awful. Like, this is the best we can do, and it's horrific. And I'm not going to pretend like I know everything. The people I've wanted elected have not even come close to winning by a mile. So it, it it's not like I have all the answers, but this is just... I can kind of take this spot because I'm just... I hate everybody. I don't like Pelosi. I don't like Schumer. If you're in office for an enormous amount of time, The Democratic and Republican sides both require you to fundraise and campaign for them so that they will fund you. That means you have to literally whore yourself out to corporations, special interests, whatever. If you don't, the GOP, the DNC will support someone who will. So anyone that's in the game for that long, whether they like it or not, is corrupt. Look at Orrin Hatch, how long he's been in there. He is fucking tied around the dick to health insurance companies. He's one of the big reasons Obamacare was the way it was. It had good things and it had bad things about it. And He's one of the reasons why <laughs> the bad things about it. Because he's, you know, if Obamacare is this train on the rail moving forward, this motherfucker has got a rope just dragging his feet back, you know, with his pockets full of money just weighing the train down. Just like, no. <laughs> I mean, that's how policy is. It's, it's, 
in the Obama putting kids in cages thing, it's, it's, this is not a GOP problem specifically or a DNC problem. It's both. They both do this. They both play this game when they're in power, like the Republicans now, they are fucking silent as shit because they can get shit passed. They want to stay in power. Okay? It's about power. Money. Almost everything does. When the DNC is in power, they're suddenly quiet about Obama. And then you got Republicans yelling at Obama for being a secret Muslim or liking Dijon mustard. <laughs> and now you got people making fun of Trump for golfing a lot or what it, it, it goes both ways. But the voters are the same way. They're not hypocritical of the people they vote for. They're hypocritical of the, of the other side. I don't understand. Maybe I'm weird. I don't understand why you're not judging people equally. Just because one wears blue and one wears red. These are both two sides of the same eagle. They're both fucking wings on an eagle. It's the same fucking creature. The wings are working together. Okay. If you think they're not, you're a fool. I don't want to talk about politics too much. Um, I want to tackle racism a bit, which is a bit of a stupid thing to do because I am a straight, white, Irish heritage male. Um, um, so, that being said, I, I cannot relate very well to what's going on uh, racially um, but I have thoughts about it um, my position my position is is that police brutality is an obvious problem and we have a obvious problem with how they're trained and we have a obvious problem with how these officers are able to do their jobs with impunity. Is there any other job, I mean, maybe other than Donald Trump right now, where you can do your job with complete impunity? Because that's what the police are doing right now. I mean, if you can kneel on a dude for eight minutes and what is it, 46 seconds, it you know, hands in your pockets, you know, while the video is taped and not, I mean, come on. <laughs> There's something very wrong with that. It is, I don't want to overstep my bounds here, but I'm, I'm frustrated by what I see. And it, it's a lot of this tit for tat shit. And it, it just, you know, everything that happens, people gotta point at something else and be like, oh, well, for example, the story I did earlier about the lady that was lit on fire in her car, you know, she's a 
black woman. It's got racial undertones. And a lot of people are saying, oh yeah, well, uh, what about um, Dorothy, whatever her name is, you know, an elderly lady that was beaten and tortured by, you know, black men. What about her? No one cared about her. Or what about, you know, this, you know, like, um, I don't know, like eight-month-old baby in, like, Georgia that was shot in a stroller. What about her? Huh? Again, by black people. And when I see that, when these people are, like, sharing these, like, obvious, oh, yeah, well, look what black people do. Look what they did to this sweet old lady. What, you know, it's just... Do you not see what you're doing? <laughs> I mean, you're. I, I don't think a lot of Trump supporters. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm targeting Trump supporters specifically in this because they're kind of the obvious counterbalance to the Black Lives Matter movement. Where they're like seemingly like, oh yeah, well, let me cherry pick this story. I would make the point that you look at the modern Middle East and, you know, stereotypically it's complicated, hard to manage because of the thousands of years of tit for tat where you know the Palestinians can say you know these things about the Israelites and the Israelites can say this about you know the Palestinians and they're both in the wrong in a lot of ways and they're both in the right in a lot of ways and when I see this shit where it's like oh yeah well I'm gonna it seems like you're disregarding what happened when it's not connected at all. All deaths are wrong. Okay, it doesn't matter if it's Asian, black, white, Latino, native, whatever. It's wrong. When someone gets hurt like this lady that was on fire, we don't need people just sharing stories about, oh yeah, but what about old lady, you know, X that got, you know, her arms broken. Yeah, that's tragic, but what the fuck does it got to do with anything? It, it, it's, when you do that, it seems like you're defending what happened to this lady as being correct or people overreacting. People don't want to get hurt, okay? And is it weird for me to say that because it just seems so obvious? I don't understand what the confusion is. People want to live in relative safety. People want to be able to walk down the street in peace. Okay? There's... The big thing I want to talk about is the big controversy right now with the Confederacy and what's going on with that. And it's just 
I'm seeing people actively defend the Confederate flag like it's like what's the argument? You're erasing history by taking down these statues, by taking away this flag, you're erasing history. Or, you know, we don't want to forget about our history. And yet, while they do that, they're actively ignoring it. <laughs> it's like, you know, these... I live in Wisconsin, and there are a lot of people with Confederate flags. You know, with people that are not even remotely related to the Confederacy, and yet it is strung up in this white pride identity, whether we like to admit it or not. And a lot of it's propaganda, and unfortunately, with propaganda. It's meant to divide. It's meant to nurture your thoughts without you even being aware of it. And I know some of these people that have like Confederate flags in their windows or on their truck, and I and I know them not to be racist, but yet they're obviously flying a flag, which. I mean, I don't know how you can say it's not, but the Confederacy was formed because of slavery. I mean, it just was. I mean, you can look at the Constitution the Confederacy wrote. You can look at the reason for secession from Mississippi, and it just says, yeah, it's slavery. <laughs> it's pretty goddamn obvious. And you have people now saying, it's it's not about slavery. It's, it's, it's our... It's our heritage. It's our culture. There's, there's, and you got these people saying, like, why is it bad for me to be proud that I'm white? And, you know, but it's okay for them to be, you know, no one's saying you can't have pride in yourself. But these, you don't see fucking Asian Americans waving around the flag of people that enslaved white people. <laughs> okay. It's I am Irish in heritage, okay? Now I've had an Irish flag, okay? Who the fuck is that gonna offend? Barely anyone. I mean you start getting into politics of Northern Ireland and all all that and that's a whole other story. I'm not going to get into that. But <laughs> I was about to get in the weeds there. I'm trying to stay on topic. Bear with me here. But when you hoist around the flag of people, of, of slave owners that seceded because they felt that their slaves were being taken away, and yet you just conveniently ignore that and say well that's not why it happened you're ignoring the history you're acting like you want to protect let's go back to the civil war here let me paint you a picture and the big difference between the north and the south is that the north 
was urbanized. It had factories. You know, it was modernizing. Okay? And what separated the South? Slaves. So, the thing with having slaves is slaves, having slaves retards innovation. It retards technology. When you have slaves, you have no ambition to innovate. You have no ambition to create new things. You have no ambition to <laughs> make life easier because it's already easy for you. It's already easy because you have slaves. In Brazil, which had slavery longer than the U.S., they would, you know, the local government would try to build roads and, you know, waste or water, you know, to reach houses. And these slave owners would, you know, lobby the government and tell them not to do it because it would start to, like, it would ruin the reasons for them to have slaves. They don't want innovation. Okay? So, when the North and the South starts, the build-up to the Civil War is, every time there's a new state, they're trying to keep an equal number of states either free or slave. Okay? So, and they... So, let's say one state joins only free, next one joins it's a slave. So you you, you got like eleven slave states, eleven free states, and then like Missouri comes in, and Missouri is kind of in between this line where it's north and it's south. And they're like, okay, well let's let Missouri decide. Missouri decides to be Missouri decided to be a slave state, which make which made it uneven, which made. 12 slave states, 11 free states. So then the North made, all right, well, we're going to make West Virginia. Look at that. New state, this boop out of nowhere. And you're going to be a free state. So now it's even again. And it went back and forth like that. And then you start getting Texas and Oklahoma and California. And over time, these states, you know, Wisconsin, for example, were free states. And the slave states are getting out, outnumbered and they feel that their slaves are going to be taken away because they're getting outnumbered in the Senate. So they secede in order to protect their right to own slaves. And you could say, well, Greg, you dipshit. It was also about state rights. And yes, it was. It was about the state's rights to own slaves. <laughs> so, however you look at it, this fucking thing turns back to slavery. Because you gotta remember, the South is not prepared. Their economy is not ready to be without slaves. They depend on them. Meanwhile, in the North, they're without slaves. They're completely prepared. They're much more modernized. 
they have factories, their economy is a lot stronger. And largely because of that, the South lost. If you still feel like the Confederacy doesn't represent slavery, when the Civil War was ending, there were a large number of Southern slave owners that ran away to Brazil. Okay? They moved there because slavery was still legal. And to this day in parts of Brazil, you can see, you know, the heritage of that. They have Confederate flags down there too, again, because of slavery. Slavery is the through line here. If you want to have pride in in the South, have pride in the South. You can, you know what the South is part of? The United States. <laughs> These things that people post-mortem apply to the Confederacy, things like freedom and all that, the United States also represents. So these same themes you're flying the Confederate flag for are themes that the United States is also representing, unless you are defending slavery and seceding. So unless you are, you know, pro-slavery and, you know, you want another civil war, I don't know why the fuck you're flying that. When it comes to statues, even fucking General Ely as a quote, I'm going to misquote it, but I'm not looking at it. This is top of my head here. General Ely said it would be a mistake to put statues of people, you know, over the course of the Civil War because it's a civil war. You know, the, the wounds go deep. So it would not be a good idea to have statues of the people during that time. And yet, there's people tearing down statues of him and people are freaking out. And yet, he didn't want that to happen because he understood this would happen. And this gets into the kind of the gravy here where it... A lot of the myth-making of the Confederacy and what they represent is propaganda. And it's purposely made. It's not by mistake. This is thought out. There's a group called the United Daughters of the Confederacy, the UDC. They were made... They were established in 1894. So... Now remember, the Civil War happened in the 60s, so these are essentially their children. Okay, these are the following generation, you know. And these are people that their sole purpose is to glamorize, mythicize the Confederacy. That's their whole goal. So these are women that would lobby the government to put statues up. Okay. The these people lobby schools so you know put things into like hey don't put the confederacy in a bad light you gotta you know the confederacy is the good side you know that right you know so they 
they will lobby, you know, schools and, you know, like textbooks and all that to recreate this idea. The problem with the United Daughters of the Confederacy is they are hand in hand with the KKK. (laughs) They've praised them a lot over the decades. And they, there was a, I I think it's Georgia, Arkansas, I don't know. There's a Confederate rock carving both in the, in the South. It was carved in the 70s, okay, 1970s. And the, the UDC had a hand in, you know, making it happen. The location of this rock carving is at where the KKK was founded. <laughs> okay, so you have a Confederate rock carving where the KKK was founded. They're connected, okay? That's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence that lobbyists for the Confederacy wanted this Confederate rock carving to be put where the KKK was founded. I mean, these people are still around, by the way. They, a lot of these statues were put up during the Jim Crow, you know, segregation times, you know, 1910s, 1920s. And a lot of it was because, again, these black people are free, but we don't want them here. We don't want them in the South. Let's make all these statues of all Confederate generals. So these statues you're defending, saying their history, they were literally made to frighten black people into moving. These statues were not made for historical purpose. They were made for a nefarious purpose. And these motherfuckers have a hand in promoting the Lost Cause movement, which is basically a it's the lost cause movement is a recreation of what the confederacy stood for which is what people know now is it like 40% of people don't think the civil war was caused by slavery which is a ridiculously high amount and a lot of it is because of this propaganda you can have pride in your heritage but if you're wrapping yourself in the confederate flag and what that stands for it stands they were literally created to keep slavery that was the dividing line literally this subject frustrates me in a lot of ways because it's People don't like to admit they're wrong or people don't like to admit new information. And I I just want to say there is nothing wrong with finding new information 
in adjusting your thoughts. What was it, that, that quote? I'm drunk, I, I, I can't remember. But it's, um, the key to wisdom is a flexible mind. You know, when you find new information, you adjust your thinking. You don't just plant your feet down, plug your ears, and say, la, 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 until you die. It's okay to be wrong. These things I've been talking about, the racism, the division, this is propaganda. This is done by people who get paid to divide people. This is their job. This is what they want to do. It is easier to control power if people are divided. Okay, let me let me get out of tangent here. When you're an elected official, I want you to think about this. When you're in a when you're running for office, when you want to be elected, what do you do to get elected? Okay, you try, you say things that you support in order to get the support of those voters. So, say you like grilled cheese, like I support grilled cheese, and the people who also like grilled cheese will vote for you because they like grilled cheese, okay? That's a very dumbed down version but that's essentially what you're doing. The less things you gotta tie yourself to, the easier it is to get elected. The larger number these people have, the easier it is to get elected, okay? Now, we're just in Civil War, we're gonna fast forward to some civil rights stuff like Richard Nixon time. The civil rights movement happens, right? Black people earn the right to vote. Um, <laughs> what happens after that? You get Richard Nixon. He starts talking about law and order, the silent majority, the war on drugs. What do drugs typically impact the most. They impact poor people. Okay? This isn't rocket science. Follow, follow along though. In the 60s were a great time of change and this is kind of human nature. People don't like change. Right? You can look at it now with gay rights, transgender rights. People don't like change. They don't like new. They want it to stay the same. And part of that is human nature. You look at Roman history, you can see that all over the place. Where Rome's conquering all these fucking places. And they're, you know, they're conquering the, the fucking Mediterranean. But only Rome specifically is citizens and only they get the perks. And over time you get this whole other area and they want rights. They want to vote. The only thing is they can vote. They outnumber Rome's voters by a lot. So Rome's like, no, fuck you. You know, not gonna happen. So they literally, people 
called the Tribunes. I know I just said it's all Richard Dixon, but now we're talking about the Roman Republic. These Tribunes, these people that represent the people. They would try to pass these laws over the head of the Republic to get these people citizenship. And they kept dying. They kept dropping like fucking flies. And these civil wars happened. These were like, well, if we're not going to be citizens, we're going to fucking leave. Because this is stupid. This shit happens all the time. And then the Romans are all like, okay, 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 you can be citizens. And then when they say they're citizens, like, well, actually, your vote is like, you count for like one-tenth of a person. So, you know, it doesn't. And then they're like, what the fuck? So it's just, people don't like change. But when you look at history, it's full of change. It's nothing like but change. <laughs> That's what keeps the wheels moving. And when you fight it, things end very badly. Like in the Roman Republic, you fight the change of like the Roman allies. You start getting people like, you know, Sella and Julius Caesar. And you start getting, you know, riots in the streets and things like that. You can look at all over history. I mean, fucking French Revolution. Perfect fucking example. Change happens. Okay, to drag your feet, you know, again, it's not inherently evil to want things to stay the same, but it's unrealistic. These things happen. Anyway, the civil rights movement happens, and there's a lot of change in a short amount of time. So Richard Nixon starts targeting, you know, voters, you know, saying crime safety, he's against drugs, he's tired of the riots and all this shit, which again, who's going to vote against crime safety? It's unrealistic. People want to be safe. The thing is, this really hit a strain with like the middle class white voter. Okay. To the point where in Nixon's next election, it was a complete fucking landslide. From then, you can see the other candidates mention the same thing. Okay. Ronald Reagan, law and order candidate. Bill Clinton, law and order candidate. Donald Trump. Law and order candidate. This is a tagline to hit a bundle of voters to stay in power, to secure their vote. Okay? Now, what's happening this whole time with this law and order, this war on drugs, it's... You add in mandatory minimums, these people are getting arrested for low-level drug offenses. And oftentimes when they're arrested, they are told, okay, you can plead guilty to this now. We'll give you maybe five years in prison. Or you can fight it. If we find you guilty, you'll get 25. Most people, most of these people are poor. They can't afford lawyers. And they get intimidated. So they plead guilty. 
They go in five years, they get out, they can't vote. A large majority of these people are black. A big, large majority. Was it one in three adult black men go to prison in their lives and one in 17 white people do? White people do just as much drugs. This is just, again, that propaganda, the nurturing, we're not even aware of it happening. But it's there. Where people have this presumption of being black as being a criminal. So, yeah, like 40 years, 30 years now of these people being arrested and they can't vote. What starts to happen? The black vote doesn't start to matter very much. You can win without it because a lot of them can't vote. So now what you have are these people just saying, I'm the law and order candidate. Da, 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 da. Vote for me, crime safety. And they're like, yeah, I'll vote for you. And again, it's just hitting that fucking, it's hitting that stream, that same drum beat. People just flock to it. They don't think about it. A lot of people don't do a lot of education on this, and it, it's unrealistic to expect people to. And this is probably my biggest thing with, with, with Trump, is when I see him framing Muslims and Mexicans as criminals, a lot of people just jump to, oh, he, it's blind racism. I think it's worse. I think that when Trump is saying these people are criminals, what does that do? I'm telling you right now, it's not just blind stupidity. It's painting these people as criminals in the general public. What happens when they're criminals? When the police presume you're guilty they arrest you and they start again. Oh, well, you know, if you just say you're guilty, you know, you can see your daughter graduate. You know, you'll only be gone for like, what, five years? Or you could fight it and you won't see her till, you know, she has kids of her own. What's it going to be? Again, logic. You take the deal. But then what happens is you start to skew these other voters. The Muslim vote. The Latino vote. So, when I see Trump being openly racist, like, and these things aren't coming out by journalists. These are things coming out of his mouth. He's the one saying it. That, to me, is a strategy to stay in power because that tells me He's comfortable with, again, the law and order vote, in, in quotations. He's, he feels comfortable that with just that base, he will stay in power. And a lot of this has to do with the police and presuming guilt. And a lot of it is because of their training. Police are trained by this motherfucker, this 
piece of shit. And this is a thing we can work towards reforming. This. What the fuck's his name? Uh, Dave Grossman. Dave Grossman. He's a mother. He's the top trainer. It's like a training seminar for police. And police go there, and this motherfucker, he preaches this thing called killology, where it's basically he tells cops, you know, he runs these things through his head where they gotta be afraid. They got to be fearful of their lives, which they do have a very dangerous job. No one's saying they don't. So shut up. <laughs> but what Dave Grossman does is he is telling these officers it's okay to kill criminals. Just openly. So when you see these cops killing people just in the open for petty crime they're under this impression that it's okay to kill now his defense of this is the bible you know you could say now toilet man what about thou shalt not kill that's in the ten fucking commandments and yeah but he don't care Dave Grossman takes these few little Anecdotes. He gets these stories in the Bible like centurions, where they're openly killing people and God praises them. And he's like, See? That right there shows you that you know God favors, you know, the the keeper of laws, the, the keeper of safety, da 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 da. He's blowing smoke up these people's asses. To make them feel like, you know, that sometimes it's better just to kill these people. And then when you add impunity, <laughs> and that when these people get in trouble, it's local prosecutors dealing with them. They got people that work with them every day. You know, it's a conflict of interest to charge them because... That makes your job as a prosecutor a lot fucking harder if the police are against you. What's going on now is there's this fucking machine just grinding people up with presumption. And that's what this... It's a lot what this movement is about. And people that are like, I don't understand why they're protesting. We know... You don't understand why they're protesting because you can walk down the street and not have to worry about being killed. These other people do. It, it doesn't take much. You can just like, oh, I understand. If you don't want to protest, write your fucking senator. Be like, hey, motherfucker, what's up with, you know, the way these police are trained? Send or whatever. Or, you know, maybe we can... You know, rethink how these how these trials are done or the cops are doing this to a lot of black people but they're doing it to a lot of other people too so even if you're just I don't like looting and all that 
you should be against police brutality because it affects all of us. These are people being trained up that they can kill us with impunity. And not only is that okay, but it's good. That is a very bad thing. That is a red fucking flag. If you're big on the Second Amendment specifically and like nothing else, you know, uh, against the oppressor and corruption, this is oppression and corruption. Where the fuck are you now? This is the moment you're waiting for. This is the deep state. It's not some QAnon bullshit. It's decades of propaganda. It's there. You just gotta look. You gotta squint your eyes. You gotta get out of your bubble a little bit and try to look at the fucking picture. Again, I, I know I've been pointing my finger a lot at the GOP. The Democrats are this too. Like Bill Clinton had a big hand in mandatory minimums. I hope any of this made sense. I don't know if it did. I'm, 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 I'm a bit tipsy, which is the point of this. My suggestion, if it's worth anything, it, it probably isn't. You know, the bare minimum, you know, no matter your political leanings, we should all be against police corruption and brutality. What's the downside of, of that? What's the downside of not being killed randomly? You know, just because it doesn't affect you personally doesn't mean it doesn't affect others. You know, just because you know you're not you know close with a black person doesn't mean they're all bad. <laughs> Just you gotta open your heart. You know, and this is where I'm going to start getting hippie-ish here, but you got to open your heart to love and understanding. Everything is written by the same hand. When we pretend like we're more alike than we are different. And when we pretend that we're not, when we try to... <laughs> There's this joke by Mark Norman. Yes. Yeah, but you know, growing up in uh, in Louisiana, these these Southern boys, they'd be like, "Hey, man, you a Jew?" And I was like, "Me, no." And they're like, "Good, we're not crazy about the Jews." It's like, wow, it must be weird to hate something you can't even point out. <laughs> you know, if you have to ask, you're just bad at being racist. <laughs> must be frustrating to hate Jews. If you hate Jews, you must sit on a bus staring at somebody like. I think I hate that guy. <laughs> Pretty sure I hate him. I'll tell you, if they're not, they're not, they're not wearing little hats, I am clueless. <laughs> We're letting this, this irrational fear, this misunderstanding of each other to, to take over like our thinking. 
these are our neighbors these are our friends if come on these are our countrymen we're all in America because we want freedoms okay maybe would maybe women want freedom of choice maybe they don't that's their individual choice maybe they maybe you want a gun maybe you don't that's your choice maybe you want to marry a woman or a man or the same sex that's your choice maybe you want to walk down the street and not be shot I mean come on people have the freedom to live their lives in some relative peace that's the American dream right to have peace prosperity you know, a bit of happiness. No one's expecting wealth, but you know, what's the traditional, you know, view of the American dream? Your white picket fence, you know, one, two kids, you know, nice little house, you know, one car, or whatever. What's the big underlying thing in that that makes that possible? safety we have a large portion of our countrymen that do not feel safe being they don't feel safe having the skin that they have something that's not even in their control and yet we just seem to be groveling about the tit for tat like usual I don't know where I'm going with this. I should probably end this. And this is all impromptu. Hopefully this made some cohesive sense. I don't mean to act like I'm talking down to people because I, I know about as much as the rest of you. Only my political leanings are cynical by nature. Where I hate everybody. That's really the only difference between me and a lot of people is that I just hate everyone. Um, so don't take this to mean that I'm, I have all the answers because I, I don't. And again, I, I don't have, I don't particularly feel endangered by police when I see them. So that shows right there my perception. Just be, it, it's kind of like a transgender thing, you know, just because it doesn't affect me personally doesn't mean other people don't deserve happiness. Like it or not, this is a problem. And if you don't think it is, then you're ignoring what's around you. You know, that bubble can cloud your vision. You know, everything on the outside looks really blurry. You know, I get it. You know, the world's big and it's, 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 it's chaotic and it, it's nice to, to stay in what's comfortable, you know. It's nice to stay in those nice pajama pants and just, you know, stay with people that agree with you, but it, it's, it's, you know, I would 
implore you if, if, if you could do anything is to just you know, look to the other side because I promise you we have a lot more in common with each other than we have differences. And it's okay to have differences. And just because we have you know one or two, you know, three differences doesn't mean you know they're the plague. Or that they're you know gonna you know kill us all. You know we're painting our neighbors out to be the enemy when they're not. The enemy is the propaganda. The 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 enemy is this thing that's dividing us. And why are they dividing us? To stay in power, to keep it organized. It's the same reason why they gerrymander. It's the same reason why they do redlining. It's to control district turnout and how votes turn out. It makes it more predictable. These news sites, all of them make money off of being you know, scandalous and buzzworthy and punchy and you know, if Trump goes all these problems are still there though I don't blame him for a lot of things that happens I I blame Trump for the things he does personally <laughs> I'm not blaming him for like the decades long shit that's been plaguing this country Just remember why, what you love about the country or whatever. And for me, it's freedoms. That's when I think of America, I think of freedoms. And that's what I want for other people. Okay, maybe I'm weird to want that for other people. I, I don't know.